0: Name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today we celebrate the first Sunday of Lent, the restoration of icons, and we see that this great um, tradition of the church opens uh, windows, windows to heaven. So as I was thinking about this uh, at the beginning of the week, a couple things uh, came to my attention. One was first a poem sent to me by a brother pastor here in town called uh, Prophets of a Future Not Our Own. It helps now and then to step back and take the long view. The kingdom of God is not only beyond our efforts, it's even beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a tiny fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in this. This enables us to do something and do it very well. To be it may be incomplete, But it's a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter and to do the rest. We may never see the end result, but that's the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are workers, not master builders. We are ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. Wow. We see... Even today, even in this moment in history of the universe, this opportunity to step into something wonderfully good that is God, wonderfully good that is of God, wonderfully good that God has given to us to do and to do very well. It's a portion, but it's a powerful thing to see that that's, that that's, that's a part of God's heavenly kingdom. So that was the first thought I had as we began the week. And then um, I was over to go over to the property and we started kind of moving the dirt and beginning to putting the, the footings in and it's very exciting. And I stood there and I looked out And it flashed before me 35 years of the history of the church. And how God has been so good to bring us to this point. How many times he's taken us through difficulties, almost impossibilities, mountains too high to climb. Struggles within the context of our finances. Struggle within the context of the county. And here we are doing this work, this little bit, in God's universal kingdom to His glory. I just felt overwhelmingly blessed to be in this moment. Then, number three, on the way to the homily. We haven't even started the homily yet. I was talking to Valerie the other day, and we were talking about some of the old hymnody that we used to do back in the 70s and 80s, and I told her, I said, it was instructional hymnody. It it was a a sense of, it was almost rubrical, the way we, we, we sang songs. We sang songs to learn what we were experiencing. We sang songs to experience what we were experiencing. And I thought about this in relationship to where we are now. And, if, and the song that was written, the, uh, I have seen the kingdom. It wasn't written with this in mind. It was written with two little icons on the wall. I have seen the kingdom. I have met the king. In union with him, I have everything. Everything. I have seen the kingdom. I have met the king. In union with him, I have everything. Why do we worry? Why do we struggle with anxieties? I have seen the kingdom. I have met the king in union with him. I have everything. And so we stand in this moment, in this day, and we see the king. And at his right hand stood the queen, dressed in garments of gold and many colors right out of the Psalms, write a picture of the Virgin Mary standing next to her beloved son. Standing next to him, on his left, John the Baptist. Greatest born among women, says the Lord. Do you see him? He's with us. She's with us. He's with us. And then we have the angels. Do you see them? You have the archangel Michael that defeated, that defeated the evil one and cast him out of heaven. You even can kiss the sword that did it. You can kiss the sword that sliced Satan and banished him from heaven. Gabriel kissed the hand that lifted his hand to Mary and says, You will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus and he will be the salvation of the world. Do you see him? And if that's not enough, the great saints that attest to the faith, Barbara, the great martyr, Mary Magdalene, equal to the apostles, Mary of Egypt, Thecla, Anna, and Ruth. And here we have Stephen, Paul, Anthony the Great, Papa and Joachim, and Elijah. Not to mention... I have seen the kingdom. I have met the king and all those that stand with him. We should have added that. And I have everything. Beloved, this is these moments that we come to liturgy. And we come into these, this time where we can sense something beyond us a vision of heaven. We can't see it completely. It's dim to us in a a way. But it opens incredible windows to us. This this fight, beloved, for the holy icons was powerful. It was because the saints knew that if we lost this, we would lose the vision of the kingdom. We We would lose the ability even to look and see the intimacy that we have with the King. They knew that. They knew that they fought for this moment for us. What a blessing. What an intense blessing for us. So, I want to just finish up by sharing just some thoughts about my favorite exclamation. At the end of every prayer we do an exclamation, "For thou art the resurrection and the life and the repose of thy departed servants of Christ the God for the departed, the end of the great litany for thou art for thou, uh, for unto thee we ascribe glory, honor and worship now and ever. My favorite exclamation thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. That's my favorite one that we say after the Lord's prayer. It's kind of nice because the Lord asks us to do that anyway, so it's kind of good to do that. For thine is the kingdom. The Lord says in Psalm 103, The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. And this train is bound for glory. The Lord has established His throne, and His heaven rules over all. When <clears throat> the priest goes behind the altar... Before the reading of the epistle. He turns around to that chair behind the altar. And he says. Blessed art thou on the throne of the glory of thy kingdom. Who art enthroned upon the cherubim. Always now and ever and unto ages of ages. We go stand at the throne of God in heaven. So you get to see that. The throne of God in heaven is here. I have seen the kingdom. What a powerful thing for us to understand that that throne is present. It's not distant. It's not up there. It's here with us. In Romans 14, 17. About the kingdom. It says the kingdom is righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know when you come to church. When you come into this kingdom. And you touch this king. And you touch the saints. And you touch the reality of this kingdom. It should bring righteousness. Joy and peace to you. That should be a target for you. When you come into church. I remember one time my beloved spiritual father, Father Richard. I came to church early one day and he was just sitting in the front row. All by himself. Nobody else in the room. Nobody else present. Sitting at the old church. First chair, which you always sat there. Looking at the icon of Christ. And he said to me as I walked in, he says, you know, Father Nicholas. This is the only place where things make sense. Make sense? Does life make sense to you here, now? I have seen the kingdom. I have met the king. In union with him, I have everything. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is the kingdom. We need to we need to understand that, and understand that when we come here, we're touching something eternal, something powerful, something. Life changing, something righteous, something peaceful, something joyful. And then he says, For thine is the kingdom and the power. God has spoken, and that power belongs to God, it tells us in the Psalms. Let me read this to you because this is always an encouraging passage to me. Ephesians 1, beginning with verse 17 about the power of God. That the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, the glory of the Father, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and that what is exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe, The power of us who believe the power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly places, far above the principalities and powers and the might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. That power, beloved, it says rests in the church. The fullness of it, it says, in which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I've seen the kingdom. I have met the king in union with Him. I have everything. The very power of God unto my salvation, unto your salvation, you have here. Now, let me conclude by one more thought about the glory of God. In the Gospel of John, we read this. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then the Lord says, of this glory that we see in our King, He gives to you. The glory you gave me, he says in his priestly prayer, I give to them. When you come here, you not only sense the glory, you receive the glory of God. You see the kingdom. You touch the power. You experience the glory. So that exclamation is... We just let it roll over us. We should take it into us. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. So beloved, we are so blessed in our orthodox way to see through these holy icons, the very kingdom, experience the power and receive the glory of God. When we step in to our moments of worship at our icons at home, wherever they are, we have this immense, intense, wonderful opportunity to touch something way beyond us, way beyond us, but yet intimate and personal. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.